Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold, head of marketing of Finos, and this is the Open Source and Finance Podcast. In this episode of the podcast, I sit down with Elena Lape, who is the co-founder of Holographic Inc. And we talk about how to get them to commit. That's her talk from Open Source and Finance Forum coming up. We also talk about developer relations and how buzzwords in open source sometimes have much deeper meanings. So let's cue the music. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold, head of marketing for Finos. Hope you're doing well. Um, today, my special guest is Elena Lape, who is the co-founder of Holographic. And Elena is going to be talking about how to get them to commit. And um, uh, she's going to be talking about that at Open Source in Finance Forum on July 13th in London. But um, before we get to that, uh, first of all, I want you to say hello. Hello, Elena. How are you? Hi. Hello. Hi, Aaron. Um, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? Great. Great. How's London right now? I heard it might be a little bit chilly. No, it's fine. It's hot. I'm sweating. Um, okay. <laughs> I've just I've just come back from Austin, though, and that oh, was yeah. that was like a whole different. Oh yeah. Whole heat experience <laughs> it, it is I, I think right now it's over a hundred um so over what 38 uh 39 celsius so um yeah it's uh um uh, welcome to the south is is what we normally say so uh um well glad glad you're back in london and we'll be seeing you in london in a couple of weeks um so that's cool um and and like i said i, I want to get to your to your talk um, about how to get them to commit, because I, I told you earlier that when this talk came across um, our desk, I was like, heck yes, <laughs> this, this is something missing from everything, but we will get to in a minute. I want to know about you. I want to know, um, you know, about you, your career, what kind of got you here, um, and then w what's bringing you um, to OSFF and, and, you know, and about the topic that you're talking about. So I'm going to leave it on you. Go ahead, Elena. Sure, sure. I always always struggle with these uh, elevator pitches for, for myself. Um, sure. I'm a co-founder of Holographic. We're actually pre-launched, but it's a, it's a developer engagement and a developer recognition platform. But uh, what I've been doing over the last few years is I've led a consultancy called Theta Labs, and it's a developer experience consultancy. So what I really do is I help developer tool companies win the hearts of their users through really good onboarding processes, um, certain product features that developers specifically, um, uh, that user group um, expect and, and want and what makes their life easier. Also uh, through developer relations strategy, whether that be content or events or um, other ways that we do external communication. Um, and yeah, ultimately for open source tooling, uh, that's also how to create pleasant experiences for maintainers and contributors alike. Um, so that's sort of what I've what I've been doing. I've been in the open source world uh, in general probably for the past six six years or so uh, in some capacity mm -hmm. as a maintainer um, contributor, also uh, managing certain programs uh, and products there. So one of the roles I've held over the years was um, uh, I used to lead 
developer product partnerships at uh, at GitHub. Um, GitHub Education was the was the product, and so the thing I or the program that I was managing was called the GitHub Student Developer Pack, and that was a developer tool partnerships based um, based product based program. So when I joined, I want to say we had maybe fifteen developer tool partnerships. When I left, we had probably over one hundred and twenty, and so just working with so many different developer tool companies and uh, products that are really built specifically for engineers um, that really helped me understand what makes them stand out and what makes what makes folks choose one thing over the other, especially now when there are so many things that solve essentially the same problem. Right. Um, yeah, and uh, I didn't lead with this, but I, I could have. Uh, I've always been an engineer. I'm a full stack, um, full stack engineer. So uh, these days, it's a lot of JavaScript and a lot of uh, YAML for Kubernetes. Right. <laughs> so, so you can do it all, is what you're saying. Both the uh, back end, front end, uh, marketing, all the above. So uh, that's good. That's a good start. Stack <laughs> all trades, master of none. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like I'm there with you. Um, so so let's 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 get into. Um, uh, and as I say this with all the speakers, but let's get into your talk um, to to give a hint of what, what um, how to how to get them to commit is is what it's about, and then you know who who should be in the room, who should be listening to this, um, um, you know wh why should they be there in the first place? Sure, sure. So uh, those who uh, came to my uh, talk at the Austin uh, Open Source Summit that was just there last week. My talk was called uh, How to Conquer the Hearts of Developers. So this is kind of like a follow-up, how to get them to commit. Um, but in all, in all seriousness, um, what my talk is really about is, well, I'll preface this with saying that in finance, and especially when it comes to open source, organizations understand, or at least they know, that they need to contribute to open source. Most of them um, are users of open source. I was reading just the, the 2021 report, um, and I think 70% of them said that they consume open source software or um, right. also recognizing that it's 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 very important. Right. And, and, and you do know the other 30%, they just don't know that they consume open source, right? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, but you're, you're no. thank you for bringing that up. Exactly. Each time that you install any library, or really, if you're using a programming language, you're probably, well, you're almost definitely using um, using open source. So uh, despite knowing that consuming open source software is good and also contributing to it is good, um, very few actually do it. So very few open source the code or have a culture within the organization where they would get people to, to, to commit to, to other code. So my talk explores what motivates not really just companies, but developers from that individual perspective to you know see see a developer tool or maybe see documentation of a particular thing and say actually i think i think this can be rewarded you no know i'm just going to submit a, a quick commit or um if there is a specific feature that they they would appreciate or a specific integration with another tool that um that that, that could be there uh yeah what, what essentially makes a project and the, the governance team um, of that project to uh, to stand out to to get folks to commit, and also I'll touch on a little bit on um, uh, how to foster that culture within the organization. So how to inspire the people who are working um, working in your company to 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 make that leap. 
Cool. Now, is this more for managers? Is it for maintainers? Is it, uh, I know we've talked about the individuals, but, um, you know, who's going to walk away from that and, and feel like I've got some actionable things that I could do tomorrow with it? Um, maybe on a, on a decision maker side or a contributor side. So I think on the, well, decision makers, um, I, I, I know, I know contributors <laughs> or decision makers too. I get it, but, um, uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's, uh, that's not right. I think, I mean, don't want to say that it's for everyone because, because I don't think that's, uh, that's necessarily true. I think. My talk is definitely also for those who who don't code to just help them understand why they need to invest in um, in in running their engineering organizations or investing in their organization in engineering organizations a certain way, um, as well as uh, engineering managers, uh, CTOs um, who do work very directly with um, with those uh, with those folks. So. Uh, yes, I, I would say people who are looking to either understand, um, the, uh, what really makes that culture happen or people who, uh, who, who work directly within that culture. Not, not sure that really answers the question. No, 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 it does. Because also, you know, we, um, I think then in open source, there's a lot of talk around community and, um, you know, community in the sense of it's usually around an open source project. So what, you know, who, who are the players, maintainers, the contributors, um, you know, that are working around that particular community, but, but, you know, I, I was talking with another speaker and he was saying that, especially in financial services, a lot of times that, that he runs into people that spend like an hour or two a week on an open source project, as opposed to you have fewer people within financial services that have dedicated people that are just working on specific projects right now. Um, we, we are seeing that expand. Um, but, but that's the thing, like within that particular financial service, so a sell side bank, for example, um, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe they had like one person, um, that was like part-time, uh, working on a project. And then they, you know, they figured out that they should probably be doing more and that person became full-time. And then maybe they had a couple other people that support it. Um, but you know, it sounds like part of your talk is, is really going towards not just the community of an open source, you know, it, it's also like within, within that one particular company, how to get people interested in committing, how to maybe also get, you know, I go back to decision makers again, um, involved with the decision to let their engineering teams commit because a, it's the right thing to do, but also, you know, um, it, it helps. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah I mean, there is a lot of that. Uh, you've touched on an interesting topic that I think uh, in, in which my strategy also changed quite a bit in the last years, which is community um, and then companies building communities around specific projects or, or tooling, uh, etc. Um, 
but you're right on on the on the motivations. Uh, that's certainly what what I'll touch on, and that's something that um, something I really care about. So ultimately, without giving too much away, um, right, right. The reason <laughs> the reason that uh, folks contribute or companies should want to contribute is not just because it's the right thing to do or that it fosters innovation and creativity, but it's ultimately also really about standards. So when speaking about or when it comes to industries like banking, um, again, we know that they consume a lot of software. We don't exactly know how they're using it. It's very likely that two different companies, two different banks or, um, or new banks or whatever, they are using the same exact thing, whether that be a security product or a library in a completely different way. Sure. Now, this is because essentially we don't have that visibility. Um, we might be having a lot of duplication of code essentially that's one thing um or even worse we don't so when people jump ship to other companies they go in and they see the same exact thing but written in a completely different way now when the same thing is written in a completely different way um what also happens is there are issues with security and in banking we're dealing with a lot of different uh with a lot of different sensitive sensitive data so right. those standards it's so important that folks are building, I mean, they can build it in different languages using different tooling, but essentially using the best practices. And who's going to set the best practices if not the people who are writing the software using those libraries and then kind of giving back and saying, hey, this is how we're doing it. This is how we're building it. So the way that I see contributing it's or committing is not necessarily just, you know, by literally going back to the libraries that you're using or the tooling or, or, or frameworks or whatever and saying, okay, let's improve this. But also kind of leading by by example. Um, so that's that's one thing. And uh, another, you know, motivation for companies um, to do this and teams alike is um, getting their name out there. Because um, developers, yep. these you know standards, they they understand this. These companies are they're they're well liked, um, which is important in, in sourcing talent. So. Yep. And and so let, let's maybe move away from your talk so that we don't have to tell everybody. Um, but but let's get into something like you know um, some of the the bedrock benefits of of open source and and you know um, the you know having better access to talent because of open source. Uh, you know uh, collaboration breeds creativity, um, reducing costs, speed to market, creating opportunity. You, you know so. Tell me, in in your view, um, how you see those things. By the way, those are you know the bedrock benefits that we talk about all the time here at the foundation. But I think you have something to add to that. Absolutely. So, as as what you said, uh, as we spoke, <laughs> we said earlier, uh, some of them sound a bit like buzzwords, like huh? uh, you would see, like you know, in uh, the newsletters or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are, apart from the standards, um, as I said, uh, which, by the way, is very evident uh, where that's important in the cloud native world, um, which is the world that I've been working a lot uh, over the past year, especially. Um, so we have the cloud native computing foundation and uh, companies are open sourcing the technologies that, that they have built in house and saying, you know, let's let's all build this together. Let's make this kind of the standard practice amongst the, the developer tool chain, which um, uh, improves those 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 tools and, and so forth. Um, 
which which then ultimately, if we have uh, open source technologies that that introduce another benefit, which is um, security. Really, the more dependence a particular tool or project um, has, uh, the quicker issues will bubble up. So. Again, comparing that to companies that are consuming a lot of open source software, okay, cool, you have a vulnerability, you like notice something within your company with the thing that you built, you will fix it in-house, that's it, that's done. With open source, if we're building it out in the open, um, those issues are then, you know, they, they become known to everyone because they affect so many people. Um, another thing aside from, uh, well, kind of going back to, to talent, but my third point would be, um, open source keeps developers engaged and motivated because they're not just building something for their company or for their organization. They're also building something for themselves, right? We're all human, ultimately, whatever we're seeking, we're, you know, we're not just giving back. We're always kind of looking, okay, what's in there for, for me. And so uh, to become an open source contributor, to have something essentially on your resume that stays there and uh, something that you can proud, be proud of, you know, that green little, Little um, little square. That's, I did, that's something I did that work right there. <laughs> yes, in, yes, in the GitHub. Yeah. yeah. No, that yeah, very true. Um, and 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 so, I I, I think that those those buzz word buzz not buzz words buzz words that we say sometimes. Um, uh, there is deep meaning behind them. Um, they do get used a lot, but but you're right. Um, you know. They can be instrumental for companies. They can be instrumental for the individual as well. Um, and and so you know we've been pushing uh, you know for years here to with with the access um, to talent and and re recruiting and retaining talent using um, open source as as a you know most developers in the world who are not in financial service industry you look at the resume and it's on GitHub. Um, right. <laughs> and um, it's a little bit harder for financial services developers whose companies don't have contribution policies that allow them to work on open source things, not only, you know, for the bank, but in their own time. Um, you know, that's what they run into. But we are seeing that change in this industry and we're seeing that change because they're getting it. The, con the um, licensing is being more readily understood by compliance, but also, you know, we have people like you who are actually going out there and talking about things like this as well. Um, so, um, uh, any other thoughts on, um, uh, on, on what you've seen in open source and then also in financial services, um, uh, that, you know, it, are there any trends maybe that that you've been watching as you've been you know working with companies or or um uh that you'd say these are some things that we're really seeing that are good in um how financial services is 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 taking on open source and i know that's a curveball that i just <laughs> threw out there <laughs> and it's okay um but um but but i, I figured after our, our talk that that's something that you know, maybe you're seeing, or maybe you can project out a little bit as well um, as you're as you're also you know going into your new role with with holographic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's that's 
part of part of why why I'm uh, I'm building this. But um, I mean, the trend overall is that uh, the importance of open source is generally understood better in finance year on year. Right. Um, and so folks are getting into it. It's just like a lot slower than in, 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 in other industries. And I think when it comes to talent these days, it's uh, with the explosion of, of tech, if I may, um, the, the, the problem that uh, financial, um, well, the entirely financial um, industry is, is suffering from is not just recruiting talent, but also retaining talent. So Definitely. keeping folks engaged, there's a lot of company hopping, especially now. There are a lot of a lot of vacancies everywhere. So that's uh, that's another thing. And I think that's that's why maybe this this becomes increasingly important. Um, I think what uh, like again in the past, you when you were looking for a software engineering job, you were looking for a job now because there's so much choice, folks are looking to just build cool stuff. And that's the core really of everything. The reason right. it could, whatever you're building, uh, whether that be, I don't know, a developer tool, a cloud native product, uh, a certain payment gateway API, or something maybe even really internal or in an all technology, as long as it's packaged in a, a cool way or something is like, you know, a problem that developers can solve and if they can showcase that, um, you know, for their for their future roles, that's uh, that's valuable. So, yeah. No, I, and, and I think that's where we're going to leave it because I think that goes that would lead directly back into your talk. So, <laughs> um, so um, come see Elena at Open Source and Finance Forum, July thirteenth. Um, that is just a couple of short weeks away, um, and. Uh, uh, you know, join, join to learn, join to, um, you know, network, uh, join to, you know, get out of it, what you put into it. Um, and, you know, get involved with the foundation through our Slack channels, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, our, uh, you know, our conferences that we have both here in London in July, and then also in December, um, in New York. Uh, but, you know, uh, we have meetings every single day um, for our 56 open source um, projects that we have within the foundation, um, and they are wide ranging. Um, and and again, uh, they can all use help on um, getting people to commit uh, to these particular projects. So um, thank you, Ellen. I appreciate you being here. Um, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. And with that, I'm going to say good day, good night, wherever you are. Good day, good night, wherever you are. <laughs>